Hi, welcome to Stories for the Day and Night. I hope you enjoy. Stories for the Day and Night. The book, The Little Kids book we will be reading today is called Should I Share My Ice Cream by Mo Willems. And sorry that I haven't made an episode in a while. <clears throat> we begin. Ice cream, get your cold ice cream for a hot day. Oh boy, ice cream. One ice cream, please. Here you go. Oh boy, oh boy, I love ice cream. Wait, Piggy loves ice cream too. Piggy is my best friend. Should I share my ice cream with her? Should I share my awesome, yummy, sweet, super great, tasty, nice, cool ice cream? Hmm. Mmm. Mmm. Maybe Piggy does not like this flavor. Sharing a flavor Piggy does not like will be wrong. I will eat the ice cream. Wait. Piggy will like this flavor. It is very yummy. By the way, the ice cream um, cone is looks like it's kind of starting to melt a little bit. I will share my ice cream. It will not be easy. Hey, Piggy is not here. He does not have to know I have ice cream. He has a very evil look. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Where is Piggy? Wow. The ice cream cone is very melted now. I don't think he's going to be able to eat it. Continuing the story. What if she's sad somewhere? I must find her. When I do, I will say, Would you like some of my ice cream? Then she will say, Then, I will give her my ice cream to share. Yep! Then my best friend will be happy. I will do it. I will share my... Ice cream? By the way, it's all melted. No! Now Piggy cannot have any of my ice cream. Now I cannot have any of my ice cream. I blew it. Piggy's walking in with a chocolate ice cream cone. You look sad. You look sad! Would you like some of my ice cream? Thank you. That would cheer me up. Yum. And then they look lovingly into each other's eyes. And probably are going to get married. Who knows? That was not my plan. Oh, well. This works, too. And we are done with our little kitty. So we're on chapter... four, called Fight. 
for our older kid book. I'm going to remind you of what cold water is it. So let's go. When the last of the snow has melted and the sun makes its slow summer walk across the sky, new pups come out of the den, jumping at every little cricket and singing to every mountain sparrow. In the joy of watching them, we watch our borders less. On the first full moon of summer, we are all gathered on the home ground, giving elk from our mouths to our pups. They are all wag and happy licking. Mother watches over them with pride, and Worm is right in the thick of them, rolling and rustling, and always, always, he circles the group, making sure that none stray. The ravens have joined us in the light of the moon, howling their own harsh songs and bowing to their own alpha bird. They snap up stray bits of meat, toss bones in the air, and die for them. This is how wolves should live. I have a favorite pup already. The dark brown one with the black tail tip who keeps getting stepped on by her bigger sister. I woof at her to stand up when her big sister knocks her down. I guard her share of the meat. I should have been listening. We all should have. It is Warm who smells them first. He gives a warning yip. All heads turn, ears swiveling back and forth. One sharp whistle from the leader of the ravens, and the birds go silent. They lift into the air in one motion and are gone. Trouble is coming. The mist rises up the mountains, muffling sounds and cutting off our sight. Mother stands, and the pups tumble over each other to hide behind her. A growl gathers at the back of her throat. I lift my nose to test the wind. The air is completely still, and all I can smell is the meat right in front of us. Song goes to mother and stands guard, nose to tail and teeth bared. Wag and pounce look to father for commands. An enemy wolf pack steps out of the trees. A circle of wolves as pale as weathered wood and broad-shouldered. They are many, enough to surround us easily, enough to take us and all our pups if we do not drive them away. They speak in snarls, and their icy blue eyes say, Mine! Father raises up, tall and mighty. The enemy wolves are many, but he is strong. Mother sprints up the mountain, calling the pups to follow. She winds through the trees, scrambles over rocks, and leaps over a home stream. Our home stream. The pups follow in line. Growl hides his limp and roars at the intruders, as menacing as any bear. I stand shoulder to shoulder with sharp and pounds, wag and song, making a barrier the enemy pack will have to break to harm our pups. Follow them, I yip to Worm. Keep them safe. Our pups are young, but Worm will never let them fall. He whirls and runs after them, as swift and silent as the owl flies in the dark. We snarl. Anger gives me a surge of strength. I do not care how big they are. This is my home ground. They will not have it. I leap at a stranger with all my strength. She doesn't go down. I rear up again and she tumbles me over. I sink my teeth into her leg. She tears at my ear. I hold and hold and hold and twist until I hear a snap of bone. She gives a yelp of surrender, and I let her scramble away. The rest circle father, laughing, oh, wait a minute, lunging, biting. Red runs out of him. The enemy leader is not as big as father, but he is fierce. His pack is notch-eared and relentless. 
They circle us like we circle a herd of elk. They look for the weak wolf. They look for fear. Growl is already on the ground, back twisted, legs not moving. They lunge all together for father. We dive in to pull the attackers off. Two of the smaller ones fall, but there are many more. An enemy wolf breaks away from the fight and smells the ground. If he finds the pup's trail, they will be lost. I dash after him. The pale wolf is thick with muscle. I cannot win, but I can draw him away from my family. I give a weak yelp. I let him think I am an easy catch. Mother went up the mountain, so I go down. I circle back. I leap the home stream, and the enemy wolf follows. In a blur, I see the fight as I run past. Father holds his ground. Sharp makes a yelp. He runs on three legs toward the dam. If the pale wolf sees Sharp, he will take him, just as he always take the elk who stumbles. But if Sharp can hide, he might have a chance. I make a low tail sound like Worm makes when Pounce bullies him. I swerve away from Sharp, and the pale wolf follows me, leaving my brother alone. The enemy wolf is fast, but I am on my home ground. I know the smooth, hard places and where to leap badger holes and ant hills. He is too strong to fight, but I can make him fall. I turn on the steepest, rockiest ground, but he follows. Follows so close, I feel breath on my heels. I spin to one side, leading him into a mound of biting ants. He blazes through them without breaking stride. I dodge around shrub, stuck between trees. No matter where I turn, he's right there, snarling and snapping at my tail. I head for the deep pool at a bend in the river. If I can make him slip on the rocks, I can roll his head underwater and hold him there. Moonlight betrays me. He sees the pool and bounds over it. Desperate, I lead him to the downed trees from last summer's fire. They are charred black and thick as a hawthorn. Hawthorn? I don't know how to say that. Hawthorn. Bramble. I dive into the tangle of timbers. Black twigs break in my fur. I turn and shift and squeeze into the darkest spaces where the pale wolf can't fit. I squirm for the middle and then run along the top of a narrow log. It takes me to the edge of the downed trees where I can jump free into a, the long metal below. I gather myself and leap for open ground. The pale wolf follows along the same log, crouches to make the same jump, but the log gives way with a snap. He falls, yelping backward onto the spikes of broken tree trunks. He lands with a thud, and nothing but silence comes from the body. Yes! I leap for joy. My victory. My kill. I whirl around and turn back. I will lure other wolf away and another. Uh, another wolf away and another. They are only winning because they are many. I can save my pack. A lead wolf defends his family. It is the only thing that matters more than food. I am only halfway home when I hear, carried on the winds from deep in my home ground, my father's last song. All the creatures have one at the end. Even the silent rabbit screams. My father's song is short and high. It echoes from the stones. Carry on, carry on, carry on. My first stands up, and I lift my head for one last, one very last smell of him. 
but I am far, and all I can smell is the enemy wolf, and all I can hear is the enemy pack answering, drowning out my father's song with a chant. Mine! Mine! I turned toward the sunset and wrung like water runs from the mountains. My paws pound over the ground, and father's last song pounds in my heart. Carry on! Carry on! Carry on! Next chapter is called Elk, and I did say that on Christmas I will reveal what our next book is, and our next book is called The Secret Zoo. There is a second book, but I only have the first, so I will be reading you the first, and you really don't need to read the whole series. The first book, great, and doesn't leave out a cliffhanger at the very end of the book, so you're fine. Yeah. Hi. After the riddle, I will tell you an important thing. So, the riddle is, what do doctors give elephants to calm them down? I'll give you time. Okay, I think I've given you enough time. The answer is... Trunk! So the announcement is I was planning originally to make a video every to make an episode every day but that got really hard because of school and so I decided I'd do it every Thursday every Saturday and every Monday so hopefully you'll get videos a lot you'll get um episodes a lot more often than like months apart cuz some of these videos have been months apart so yeah thank you for listening by the way Thank you for listening so much. Um, I really like that all of you guys are still listening to this podcast, even though I'm not consistent um, with episode making, because some of these happen months apart. Sorry if I left you at a big cliffhanger. Um, yeah, just thank you for listening. Dot end.